Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast episode number 61. Fusion is not blues dancing with no rules. Fusion um, is not any particular genre stripped of its distinction, so to say. You can have blues or whatever genre be a base for your fusion, and that's a beautiful thing. But fusion is not a neutered version of these dances or a poorly executed version of the dances. Fusion is not meant to be uh, disrespectful of these genres mm-hmm. either. Definitely. Uh, fusion is not meant to be laughing in the face of the founders of Kizamba or blues or anything else. Um, it is an evolution and an adaptment that can involve those dances, but it's not a flagrant disregard of the origins mm-hmm. or a mockery. Yeah, it's not a mockery of any particular dance of origin. the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Charles with the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast coming at you with another episode And this episode, we're actually going to be, when I say we, I have one of my good friends on the line. Um, Her name is Vanessa, and I'll let her get her introduction about her dance journey. But um, fusion dancing uh, is something that I was exposed to actually thanks to Vanessa. And it's something that I've been hearing about over the years being in the Kizoma scene um, over the last couple of years. And I kept hearing about it, hearing about it, and I never really got a chance to kind of check it out or see it. Um, And then there was this opportunity in Austin and Vanessa happened to be in town and I went. And lo and behold, we liked it a lot. Ended up uh, organizing a fusion event uh, in September this year. So we're in November now, so about two months ago. And yeah, like fusion is definitely a part of my dancing joys now. And when I'm talking about fusion, people tend to get really, really confused about what it is, what it isn't, what's going on. Yeah, there's like tango fusion, yeah? And there's blues fusion, and there's Zook fusion and Kizoma fusion, and all this kind of stuff, you know? Um, but it's a little bit different than that. So uh, for this podcast to introduce what fusion dancing is, I figured it'd be a really good idea to have my friend Vanessa on the line here with me. Uh, how you doing, Vanessa? Hey, Charles. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Um, and for the people on listening on the podcast right now, Vanessa, can you go ahead and share a little bit about who you are and what you do in the fusion dancing and I guess maybe a little reason why you love fusion dancing? Because that's your primary dance. Yes. Yes, it is. Correct. Um, so my name is Vanessa Ixia Corpus. I started fusion dancing almost 10 years ago in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, my first partner dance style is actually vintage ballroom, um, which ironically led to quote unquote blues dancing. I say quote unquote blues dancing because it was actually fusion, but none of us knew it at the time. Uh, This is kind of a common theme that you may notice for people who have been dancing fusion for a long time, um, is that early on, uh, there was a lot of uh, confusion and misnaming going on between what we were dancing at blues venues and what is actually fusion. 
but so my my feelings of fusion once i once i found this genre i my eyes were open and glowing with the possibilities of how i can move through space with a partner to just a diverse wealth of music at the time i remember 90s hip-hop was getting a revival as was um electronica dubstep was dubstep as a musical genre was becoming a popular thing as well um so a lot of diversity in the sounds that we could dance to and the partners many of the partners that i danced with in the bay area came from all sorts of disciplines ballroom tango blues swing clowning contact improv acrobatics uh, martial arts brazilian jiu-jitsu so people had ingrained in their muscle memory in their own bodies so many distinct and unique ways to connect to a person um, and move through space with each other and that kind of diversity and engagement and openness to possibility i have not encountered in any other dance style to date so fusion fusion since it's constantly adapting constantly um changing and metamorphosizing mm -hmm. depending on which dancers are coming to their scene it always keeps me engaged and interested because uh, it's it it never gets stale yeah, it's, it's really, really awesome. So I guess for those people listening who dance a partner dance, and I know probably a lot of people in my podcast dance kizomba or salsa or bachata or tango or swing, and these are all kind of separate partner dancing, yeah? Yes. And yes. so what's interesting about fusion coming in from like as an outsider, because I guess Vanessa isn't really an outsider <laughs> since she's been doing it for almost a decade. <laughs> but from, uh, from a newbie's perspective, it was really like non-denominational partner dancing. Yeah. So mm. for me, I dance salsa. I dance bachata. I dance kizomba. And... If I want to dance those dances, I have to go to a salsa social or a bachata social or a mm -hmm. kizomba social to dance those. But each of those dances have overlapping techniques and things like that, you know, but like right. how often do I pull my salsa technique into my kizomba or vice versa and all that kind of stuff, you know, and in fusion, you get to use all of the partner dance technique and abilities that you have to a wide variety of music. And when I say a wide variety of music, I mean, we're dancing to like, it could be like um, Snoop Dogg, it could be Shania Twain, it could be 112, it could be instrumental. It's like so many, like a wide spectrum, of all kinds of music, yeah. Charles, I'm, I'm still cracking up how at um, TexFX you played Linkin Park on the last <laughs> night and, and people tore it up. Yes, Linkin Park in the end. Yes. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's really no rules of what songs you cannot play at a fusion event. And that's something that I noticed because I, I went to a couple of fusion events and the music sometimes was geared to like more electronica sometimes or very bluesy. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, well, this is fusion. Why not just open up the whole spectrum of the world of music out there, you know? Yeah. And so Lincoln Park in the end was was in my playlist. <laughs> um, I also sure. played Wonderwall by Oasis. I had a couple of, of, of rock songs. Uh, I played some Red Hot mm -hmm. Chili Peppers. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> I played some James Brown. I played mm -hmm. some Cultura Profetica. If you guys know, it's like a Spanish reggae band. I played some Kizomba. I played hip hop and R&B. It was just like a really, really fun time. But mm -hmm. so um, what is Fusion? Fusion, I guess for me, coming from a newbie's perspective, is non-denominational partner dancing. So if I want to do bachata to hip hop, if I want to do salsa, if I want to start twerking or doing the moonwalk or start, I'll, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like you're just able to move at the edge of your creativity it's, and imagination, yeah. you know? It's playful. Yeah. Super, super um, playful because there's really nothing mm -hmm. wrong that you can do as long as it's not disrespecting your partner or putting your partner in danger. Um, 
is pretty much game on. Yeah. So, of course, like you have to be careful to like for lifts and dips and all those kind of things. You have to be respectful of the space that you're in. You're not flying into other people. Um, right. Right. But there's a lot. There's really no limit to to what you're able to do to express what you're hearing to your music in a safe and respectful manner. Exactly. And um, this is another reason why um, why I love fusion is because there's there's a sense of acceptance and non pretentiousness about it, because depending on which dance genre you come from or where you dance the most, you know, if you do something kind of silly on the floor, it might be frowned upon or have this kind of like you'll have you'll have eyes on you like oh what is she doing that's not x Mm -hmm. like that's not kiz that's not zook that's not tango exactly whereas you and your partner are just having a good time Mm -hmm. you know and so much of fusion is just um being open to that like just connecting with people having and having a good time i remember um at tex fx at our events, um, the dance you had with Chanel. Mm -hmm. And so Chanel, Chanel May, she's, um, highly trained. Like she studied dance formally for years and years. She teaches Zook. Like she is a good dancer. She is a technical dancer. Um, but she's also fun and playful. And so in this dance that I witnessed you, Charles and (laughs) Chanel having, like you were doing lifts and she, she would extend her legs Mm -hmm. in the most beautiful paint, beautiful, like pointed lines. And, Mm -hmm. and then like 10 seconds later, y'all were crawling on the floor and just like (laughs) kids at a playground. And it was beautiful to witness you, both of you ex, accessing those modes in yourself of both elegance and technicality um, and and line and form as we like classically understand it to be, Mm -hmm. but also just pure play Mm -hmm. and dialogue and energy and uh, fun. It reminds me, yes, and I think a photographer took some photos of us during that dance. So I'll I'll put those photos in the show notes if you guys want to see. Yes, uh, see me dancing <laughs> with Chanel. I don't think anybody recorded it with video, but there are definitely some some photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the beautiful thing about it. Like you, you, I don't even remember what song we were dancing to. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really fun to kind of explore and see the way she reacted to different movements and all that kind of stuff. And like there was there was no limitations, you know, and. To just piggyback on what you were saying about the fusion scene, it is, I've never been to a social where there's such a level of non-judgment, you know? Mm. Um, So everybody's really safe and free to kind of express themselves the way that they want. If somebody wants to just jam out by themselves and move to the music, Mm -hmm. they're free to do that. Uh, If you want to partner dance, you can partner dance. If you want to like uh, two guys dancing together, two ladies dancing together, four people more than two people yeah dancing together making an amoeba like <laughs> yeah it's a thing <laughs> it's 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 all kind of like just this fun exploration of like movement and imagination and creativity you know mm-hmm. um on you mentioned the dance with chanel i also had a really really fun dance with this one swing dancer laura glaze yes Laura Glaze uh, <laughs> is in Austin and there was this soul night that we went to and she happened to be there and she primarily dances uh, Lindy Hop and I don't know anything about Lindy Hop uh, under the then it's a partner dance and I do Kizomba and Salsa but we were able to like have a really fun dance uh, spinning and jumping and all that kind of stuff and but we really didn't like if we just stuck to our partner dances we would never overlap you know but we just right. happened to like overlap or connect in this neutral space where there was some music and we just kind of were able to use our own dance languages to kind of understand each other, you know? Mm-hmm. It was really, really fun. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that fusion dancers do well is that uh, we compromise well and we adapt well. And what I mean by that is in the in the example that you have, if you have a Lindy Hop dancer and a Kizomba dancer, 
Um, anyone who, who has even just seen those styles knows that they're completely different. The aesthetic is completely different. The mechanics are completely different. So what do they have in common? And this to me, um, I, I also teach fusion locally and I teach that fusion does not have a basic step. It's worth saying that, um, intelligent people disagree on this and that's mm -hmm. fine. Um, but to me, the basics of fusion isn't inherent in a step or in a posture or in, um, a presentation so much as it is in how you connect to each other and sort of universally understood tactile communication principles. So what I mean by that is if, um, if you're holding someone's hand and you increase the tone of your handhold of your squeeze, that change in pressure is a signal. It's a communication tool to say something's different. Pay attention. Right. And we use this, we use this concept across all genres, across kids and across Lindy Hop and across everything really. Um, and that an increase of tone means something is changing, coming up, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so how do we connect a kids dancer and a Lindy hop dancer? Um, it's through, <laughs> it's through principles like that, that we understand in our bodies from dancing and also visually, like, are you visually engaged with your partner? Um, one thing that we do naturally as children, um, is mirroring when we're dancing, we'll copy or not even dancing, walking, mm -hmm. we'll copy each other, making silly faces, we'll copy each other. Um, and again, every child does this growing up. So this, so this is kind of, um, my personal outlook towards teaching fusion, um, is I don't teach t fusion from a blues base or a tango base or a kids base, whatever, which some people do. And that's all fine and valid. Um, I try to teach through principles that are more intuitive or natural for nonverbal human communication, like mirroring and mimicry, like responding to um, variations in touch pressure, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think this would be a good section to start to talk about the multiple definitions of fusion that we have out there. Um, because before I knew that fusion was its own separate entity, I always heard about fusion tied to a particular base dance, you know, like mm, salsa mm -hmm. fusion, bachata fusion, zook fusion, kizomba fusion, tango fusion, you know. And it's really interesting to use this word because in the in the in the bubble of a particular partner dance, fusion is when the main core of the dance, like <laughs> I, I'm a nerd, so I'm going to give it a number like 75 percent of the dance is that core base. So let's say in this instance, it's bachata and then fusion is the, the extra 25 percent that could be hip hop, lyrical, modern tango. But like the majority of the dance is still bachata with a little mm -hmm. bit of accents of, from another dance. Yeah. And sure. in the, in the scope of the bachata bubble or the bachata umbrella, that is bachata quote unquote fusion. Yeah. And that same, uh, parallel could be said with salsa fusion, kizoma fusion, tango fusion, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because partner dances at their purest form, are not pure yeah like they also have a history yeah so like bachata comes from merengue yeah and so like how much of the merengue is influenced into the bachata with the instruments and stuff like that salsa if you go back it's just like afro-cuban movements and song and the hustle was also influenced with salsa as well. So how much mm. of that is part of the mixture of what we call salsa today? Kizomba is a mix of semba and uh, zook elements and things like that. So it's also a fusion of different things, yes? Yeah? So even at its purest form for each one of these partner dances, it's not pure, but we're also 
trying to measure the level of, of, of fusion from other dances, but the, the creation of the dance was also from other dances. So it's kind of interesting to see how all of these dances are like blending and defining themselves. And it's also a moving target. And I feel like with today and the power of social media, like now there's so much fusion going on. We have Urban Kids Zook. We have Central Bachata, which has a lot of Zook elements into it. Zook is also starting to like bleed into West Coast Swing and mm-hmm. vice versa. And I think like since we're able to see so many videos now at the at the drop at the snap of my fingers, I can watch top of the line, tango, kizomba, salsa, bachata, twerking, whatever, yeah? And right. I can immediately mimic those things like you said about before. Like as like ch- children, we mimic. So we're doing the same thing. We are seeing things that inspire us and mimicking them and, and adding them to our own dance language slash history that we already have. Mm. And then that becomes a thing, you know? But like... And it's 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 not so simple to 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 define, you know, and it does depend on on who you're talking to. And like you said before, like we're using the word fusion, um, but there's definitely multiple definitions of fusion out there. Yes. Um, so I guess we should talk a little bit about those. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I actually have a couple definitions that are not my own mm-hmm. that I would like to share. One of them comes from a friend of mine who's actually in the Bay Area. His name is Victor Lane. And in November of 2013, he posted this article, um, which we'll include in the show notes, um, on a website called Blues Dance World. And in this article, he outlines basically three different approaches to what is fusion dance. And then It comes down to fusion as fusion, fusion as philosophy, and fusion as aesthetic. Instead of me describing all of them, we'll just include the link so you can read the article for yourself. But I think he ended his article really well. (laughs) And that is, I don't know the answers, but it's an exciting time to be a dancer. And that's what we need to hold to, I think, as we as we try to try to digest and process and chew on like what is what is fusion is that um i think every fusion dancer has their own definition of what fusion means to them another article that i really liked that came out this year just a couple months ago shortly after mile high fusion in denver by fen kennedy who is on their teaching staff this year so Fen says in their article, at its heart, fusion is an individual practice that we choose as a community to do together. It is a shared exploration of technique, form, and aesthetic, wherein we use the physical inspiration of others, dancers, DJs, videos, to develop a style that we can call our own. That needs to be like a quote. With the yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, like, shoot, I quoted it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Fen's article is really good, and it's been a long time coming too. Uh, Fen also uses some really nice analogies between uh, painting and fusion. Is that in that um, if you have blue and yellow in your dance palette, mm-hmm. you can paint blue and yellow as distinct things blue and yellow, blue and yellow, blue and yellow. You can also paint green, mm-hmm. right? And now if someone else has red and yellow, mm-hmm. you know, now we can do purple. Now we can do orange. Mm-hmm. Now we can do like brown and indigo. Exactly. All these different combinations. Um, and depending on the level of the color of each, you can also start to have shades of purple and shades of green and things like that you know right yeah another another dance instructor that i highly regard um who taught at tex fx um dexter santos Mm -hmm. he is known widely as a blues blues instructor blues dancer which he is very well um but he also does fusion and so the way that he was describing fusion is that it's like cooking 
And when you're cooking, you have your entire pantry at your disposal. Uh, but just because you can combine ice cream and rice wine vinegar <laughs> and like black olives and, and maraschino cherries and okra uh, doesn't necessarily mean you should in that there are some things that go to, that blend together well and some things that blend together not so well mm-hmm. but the idea is still you have all the options and you're empowered to choose there's not there's not someone in the kitchen saying don't touch those maraschino cherries mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah so my personal definition of fusion is that fusion is partner dance genre bending and genre blending so genre bending is when you take a recognizable dance style such as kizomba zouk bachata tango swing whatever it is and you bend the rules of that dance and that aesthetic either by um adding components that are non-conventional or subtracting fundamental components until the dance becomes something a little different Mm -hmm. like how much can you take from kizomba until it's not really kizomba anymore Okay, kizomba without saidas. You could still have a good kizomba dance with with like no saidas. For sure. Kizomba, kizomba without jinga or saidas. Okay, I mean that's that's taken away quite a bit, but you can still make it look like kiz. And then just keep going down the list. Like how much can we take away until it's not kizomba? So kind of that gray space can be fusion. Alternately adding stuff in. Let's say kizomba with wow a sugar push we'll take that from west coast swing that's like a pretty clear combination there right yeah so is it kizomba or is it west coast swing well kind of neither and kind of both it's something a little different so that would be genre blending is when you're taking components from other dance styles solo or partnered by the way shoot kizomba with pirouettes take that from ballet why not you know the pantry is open so kind of that gray space between genres and beyond genres is where i see fusion let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsors have you been looking to level up your kizomba but you don't have the local instructors to take you there are you looking for something concrete to practice with your kizomba partner or are you looking for kizomba lessons that you can take on your schedule and the comfort of your home If you answered yes to any of these questions, look no further. LearnToKids.com is what you need. Progressive, step-by-step lessons that you can take at your pace in the comfort of your home or anywhere with a solid internet connection on your PC, Mac, or any smartphone. New videos are added every month. You can try this awesome resource out 30 days free at LearnToKids.com slash podcast. After the 30 days free, it's only a low $15 per month. But again, the special offer for the Dance Your Heart On Fire listeners, 30 days free at learntokids.com slash podcast. You won't find this offer anywhere else. Learntokids.com slash podcast. And now back to our show. Yeah. So like there's really so many possibilities of exploration of movement and things like that. And it makes it really, really interesting to to be a part of, you know, and uh, I yeah. tell people that like fusion dancing is like the most fun I've had partner dancing because just like you just get to let everything out, you know, like there's really no no rules on what you can't do and what you can't do. You can immediately go from like idea to execution and there's like no barrier from that. You know, it's not like the judgment mm-hmm. that we have talked about before is like, well, is this considered are people going to judge me like what's going on? All that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um there's an there's an openness to play and an openness to risk and an openness to to failure as well because sometimes like we do try something wacky and it's like hey you want to try this okay I'm down let's do it and it blows up mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay and and we and we laugh it off and it's like you want to try it again sure you want to try it again nah let's just keep going and that's okay like it's okay to try and fail and look a little goofy mm-hmm. whereas you know if, depending on which social floor you're on your partner might like up and leave you for like 
you made me look like a fool. Yeah. Infusion. It's like, that was so silly. Let's just keep going. And again, like, um, I know you voiced this before Charles, but, um, this is within the realm of not crossing your partner's boundaries, like not violating, um, the space or the safety of others or even the venue. Um, basically what I tell people is if you and your partner are having a good time respecting each other and respecting the space around you, you're good. Like, I'm not worried. But like, if your partner says, oh, that hurts. Hey, that's not okay with me. Mm. Of course, that's not, that is something you should apologize for. Say, oh, sorry, I didn't know. Or, oh, sorry, I won't do it again. Move on. Right. So, yeah, so we do, we do say that like, no rules, freedom, play, experiment, expression, like go for it. Um, But that's not at the risk of violating the space of others or yourself exactly or your partner definitely mm-hmm. um so before we get into more about the fusion culture and other things because you, you talked about it a little bit with gender bending and like the roles and things like that but let's talk a little bit about the negative stereotypes of fusion that you've heard <laughs> over the years now that we're saying hey there's no rules you can do whatever you want uh and some people yeah. take that and they 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 put a different spin on it yeah so um so I'm based in Dallas, Texas, and fusion fusion does happen here, and and there's a few people who uh, will travel for fusion, um, but most people don't really know what fusion is. And when I say, oh yeah, I dance, fusion is my primary dance. I have some classes. I have some events. One of the most common responses is actually, oh fusion, isn't that just like blues dancing with no rules (laughs) no sir ma'am delightful human that's not how it goes Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and this is this is actually kind of a sore spot for most of the fusion and the blues community is that fusion is not blues dancing with no rules fusion um is not any particular genre stripped of its distinction, so to say. You can have blues or whatever genre be a base for your fusion, and that's a beautiful thing. But fusion is not a neutered version of these dances or a poorly executed version of the dances. Fusion is not meant to be uh, disrespectful of these genres mm-hmm. either. Definitely. Uh, Fusion is not meant to be laughing in the face of the founders of Kizamba or blues or anything else. Um, It is an evolution and an adaptment that can involve those dances, but it's not a flagrant disregard of the origins Mm -hmm. or a mockery. Yeah, it's not a mockery of any particular dance of origin. Yeah, and it, it kind of goes back into what I was talking about before as far as like what is considered pure, you know, and what mm. is considered uh, fusion, you know, because I mean, I, I'm probably going to do a podcast on this topic by itself on like the history of partner dancing. But essentially, every partner dance is a fusion of cultures, primarily between African and European cultures. Yeah. in mm. different geographic locations in Puerto Rico, Cuba, Africans and Europeans we have salsa in Dominican Republic, African and European fusion. Uh, culturally, we got bachata in Haiti, which is the same freaking island. There's a partner dance called compa uh, uh-huh. in Angola. It has kizomba <clears throat> in Argentina. There was tango in the U.S. That same African European fusion brought forth uh, swing blues and, and yeah, swing, swing and the blues. swing, the sing swing spectrum, you know, so like nothing is really 100% pure. You know, like people are doing all these DNA tests and they're finding out they have <laughs> DNA from everywhere, you know? So if our sure. own blood isn't pure, you know, like how our language isn't pure, our food right. isn't pure, and our dance isn't pure, you know? There's Arabic and Spanish, you know? So mm-hmm. 
it's just interesting to see the history of everything. It's like, oh yeah, well the history of this. I'm like, well your history has a history and that history has a history. And you want to go right. back to the beginning of mankind and like talk about how we used to barter and trade from different cultures and all that kind of stuff, you know? So it's interesting. Um, and, it's, I, and, and I also want to say fusion isn't like a proponent of ignorance either. Yeah. Like I, right. I found it yes. very fascinating to study the history of everything, you know, and I find it very fascinating to like kind of throw that all out the window and just explore movement, you know, at the same time. Right. Um, and so here's something that I found interesting about our last event, TexFX, mm-hmm. is that um, fusion dancers, do you have a negative a negative stereotype of being so anti-technique and anti-rule um, that they just want to disregard formal training altogether. Um, however, at our event, we offered a class in ballet. Mm-hmm. And ballet is like one of the most codified, one of the most like technically sound and quote-unquote pure um and studied and unchanging well arguably um dance styles that has persisted and and stayed popular right so again this this misconception that fusion dancers have no value or regard for technique and form um it's just not true. <laughs> um, although that may be true of a few individuals, uh, our ballet class was one of the most popular classes we mm-hmm. offered at TexFX, um, both in people, both in just the number of people that attended, but also in people that chatted with me during the events. Mm-hmm. Said that ballet class kept coming up. Um, who, by the way, shout out to Richard Falls Jr. He's based in Dallas. Yes, he danced at the dallas black ballet theater so like he knows his stuff he's an amazing dancer and an amazing instructor as well thank you richard for teaching that class yeah but just the people the number of people that attended the class that came up to me that remarked on the class in the surveys is like wow there's a lot of fusion dancers craving some more movement technique mm-hmm, because once um, you learn more technique then that just opens up more doors to move in controlled uh it just right. opens up another uh tool that you can use to express yourself you know exactly and and a lot of the stuff that fusion dancers and this is the funny thing about um fusion dancers especially experienced fusion dancers coming into other genres um and i'm sharing this from a personal perspective is that I already, when I started dancing Kizomba about two years ago, I already had like a pretty solid understanding of musicality, um, how to move my body and also lead and follow. I, as long as I've been partner dancing, I both led and followed. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came into Kizomba, I had to learn the basics, right? Like you mm-hmm. have to learn the basics. For you have sure. to learn and and it comes down to the smallest details, how to how to apply foot pressure, how to take a step. Mm-hmm. Um, the smallest, smallest things. Um, but then when I would do classes on musicality, creativity, spontaneity, role switch, it's like, dang, Vanessa, you already got this. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got that, but I don't got Kizamba yet. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um And whereas for many people, it's kind of the opposite. Like they get uh, people who have been training in a genre for a long time. It's like they got the fundamentals. They got all the basic patterns. They can communicate. They can speak that dialogue well, Mm -hmm. that dialect well with their body. But when it's when you switch roles on them, it's like, whoa. Or when you do when you when you initiate in an unexpected point of contact Mm -hmm. or do something a little bit more. hijacky mm-hmm. like hi- to hijack a move mm-hmm. um especially kizomba dancers especially leads male mm-hmm. leads in kizomba <laughs> um because female follows in kizomba don't really hijack yeah um it's very unexpected <laughs> um and some people really love it and some people just kind of don't know what to do with it exactly 
So, I feel yeah. like I'm going on a rabbit trail, Charles. No, no, no. You're completely fine. Okay. Um, but no, yeah. we're just talking about like the the culture and what the dance yeah, is not and things culture. like that and differences when it comes to partner dancing and things. Sometimes it's it's mo- dancing multiple songs. Like in Kizomba, we dance oh, yes. multiple songs <laughs> with our partners. Whereas like in a, a Latin social, you would usually do one song and then that's it, you know? Right. Um, and that's one of the things that inspired our, our DJ session at TexFX. But we're going to talk yes. about that because before we get into our TexFX event, uh, let's just talk about some of the things that people can expect if they do go to a fusion event. Um, because from my opinion, I've never seen so much, uh, gender bending slash role reversal, uh, feminism and, and things like that. So I think that's something that people should be aware of and we can kind of communicate that, that about the, about the culture of fusion. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so fusion dance, um, it's where it's strongest now is on the West coast of the U S and Canada. I mean, Vancouver has a legit scene scene as well, but pretty much, uh, Pacific coastal cities is where it's like most popular where you could go dancing several nights a week fusion, where there are some recurring venues that have over 150 people, um, and it's also where I started is in the San Francisco Bay Area. So this is also the lens that I'm seeing fusion through as well. Um, and as I see it, fusion is the most feminist partner dance of our generation. Um, in that fusion as a culture does not presume the role of the dancer based on how they express their gender. Um, you Charles you're a man you look very much like a man Mm -hmm. I really don't think anyone has ever questioned that but if we were at a fusion venue a common way if I were to approach you as a dance to be like hey Charles how's it going do you want to dance would you like to lead or follow or switch and so we're offering our partner the agency to choose do you want to lead do you want to follow or do you want to take turns uh, rather than presuming, all right, dancing with Charles, lead, Kizomba Pro, he got this. I'm just going to follow and look pretty. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I can also say, Charles, you are a good follow in your own right, um, which any dancers who may be listening who <laughs> would like to lead Charles. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, I mean, don't sell yourself short. Like, you're a good dancer in any role, man. Um, Ultimately, if I would like to dance a particular role, like if I would like to lead, hey, Charles, you want to dance? Do you mind if I lead this song? Yeah. Or you could say, oh, I'd really like to switch. Mm -hmm. And you can have that dialogue with each other beforehand as well. So part of fusion culture is that it's very verbal. Um, Not all dances are like that. For example, tango uh, has an entire... um, choreography to asking each other how to dance with eye contact. Yeah, the cabaceo. Yep, the cabaceo, where you create eye contact, you hold it, and then you either nod to accept the dance or you look away to say, no, thank you. Um, And that's so much a part of the culture as well, whereas fusion is completely the opposite, very verbal, very lay it all out there. Do you want to dance this role or I want to dance this role? How's that sound? Great. Right. Um, what else to expect? So unlike Kizamba, and this is something that I had to learn and get used to as well, um, is that in Fusion, we usually dance one song with each with, with each partner and the music is not mixed. So there's the song plays, the song ends, the next song plays. And if you have only danced Kizomba your entire life, I'm sure you're pulling your hair out right now thinking, oh, but the flow, the vibe, mm-hmm. like it, it just stops. Yes, but it's also um, in, in fusion or in other styles that are influenced by fusion. We think of that as kind of like a reset button mm-hmm. as like where you can recollect say thank you or check back in with your partner you want to dance the next one yes no um and then break around to find another partner so now both camps both the 
mixed music dancing several songs with the same partner or the unmixed music dance one song and rotate they they both have their benefits and drawbacks um status quo and fusion right now as i said is one song one partner no mixed music breaks between songs Mm -hmm. um and kizamba is the opposite um should we talk about the djing at tex fx now is that a good segue yeah definitely let's go ahead and talk about tex fx tex fx is the texas fusion exchange event that that vanessa and i organized this september um, yes. um, and I decided to join Vanessa in that venture because I feel like fusion is pretty awesome and we need to um, make <laughs> it louder and make it more known, which is even why we're doing this podcast right now, just to put more content out there, um, which is what I'm kind of known for in the Kizoma scene. So now I'm kind of like just applying those skills of like marketing and social media into fusion. Yeah. Well, yes. Let's talk about the DJing at Tex of X. Yes. So um, part of our vision for Tex FX was to have a fusion venue with mixed music, which to both of our knowledge hasn't been done before, or at least not to the extent that we did it. In the past, there have been um, very popular DJed fusion sets that would have a sort of white noise between songs, Mm -hmm. such as waves crashing on the beach or a wind chime or the sound of a heartbeat, some kind of something transitional or even a little bit of overlap, but not quite um, music mixing as we understand it in a conventional DJing techniques where you're creating loops um, and layering them over each other. creating fades and effects and blending it all in real time. Exactly. Right. Which is such a, such a technical skill set um, that not a lot of fusion DJs have mm-hmm. very few actually, which is something that we wanted to see changing because Charles, as, as you know, traveling the world, Kizom- doing Kizomba, Kizomba DJs, Dang, they know their craft. Yes, they do. They put they, you in a trance. Mm, they they know their stuff so well. And they study it and they practice it. And they invest hours and hours of work um, into, you know, one hour on stage, two hours on stage, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and money. And they just like spend a lot of time honing their skill set. Um, and right now it's a skill set that isn't particularly valued um, or even expected in fusion, which is OK. That's just that's just where it is right now. Um, but we had this shared vision of trying to help up the DJ game in fusion mm-hmm. um, as organizers by hiring DJs who have that skill set now. Um, you were one of the DJs I was. <laughs> and again, <laughs> yes, you, and you come from Kizomba. So you have that skill from your Kizomba base, but again, like you weren't, you weren't a Kizomba DJ at that venue. Um, you played Shania Twain and, um, <laughs> Lincoln James Park, Brown and James Lincoln Brown. Park. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like definitely stuff that if you laid out at a Kizomba event, they'd yeah. be like, who's this guy? Yeah. What, <laughs> what is he doing? Another one of our DJs was DJ Archie who also Kizomba, but also Zook. So he had um, a lot more Zook in his library, but also like he laid out some hip hop, some Mm -hmm. R&B, some pop as well to show a different side of his DJ flavor. Again, hey, Archie, thank you. You're amazing. And congratulations on your upcoming wedding to the beautiful Sophia. Mm -hmm. So shout out, shout out to you too. Y'all are amazing. And thank you, Archie, for DJing TexFX, which was his first fusion event, too. Yes. Um, and then we had DJ Amalgam, who at the time was the only fusion DJ who I was personally aware of, who, again, had that technical skill set of being able to mix music live. Since our events, um, people have been like 
paying attention a little bit. And I've had other friends say like, yeah, Vanessa, I just got this, this board. I'm starting to learn how to play with it. I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. So like the, the, the interest is building. It is also worth saying uh, that not everyone at our event was crazy about the idea of mixed music either. Again, it was um, no one, no one knew it was coming except us and our DJs. Cause again, this wasn't status quo. It was actually in some ways a little bit disruptive. Uh, on the first night, I made a little announcement about it too. Like, Hey, Y'all have noticed by now that the music is mixed. Mm -hmm. I invite you to take this as an opportunity to continue the fusing, the fusing, the fusion between the partnership between not only um, in movement and energies between each other, but also throughout songs to maintain that partnership and see where the vibe takes you instead of just one and done, move on. Exactly. Right. So, which is one thing that I really like and appreciate, um, that I experienced in Kizomba culture coming into it brand new, um, is this idea that it does take a little bit of time to acclimate to each other. Mm -hmm. Especially if there's so many options, you know? Yes. Yeah. It can take, it can take a little while to get that communication base to come to a point of um, fluidity between partners. And if all you have is two and a half minutes, you know, good luck. <laughs> um, but just to invite our fusion dancers at TexFX to say, hey, stick with them a little bit longer, see where it goes, you might be surprised. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people really liked that too. I had people coming up to me during the events and saying in the surveys as well, like, I wasn't sure about this at first. It felt awkward. It felt kind of funny. But once I got used to it, it was really beautiful. And I had dances that would not have happened and connections that would have just, you know, never manifested if I did not stay with that person another song. Um, so having, having the mixed music um, is sort of a, a musical fusion in a way, which seems very befitting of our genre and of our philosophy of, of fusion, of mixing, of blending, of creating, transitioning in real time from, from A to B, whatever that means. No, definitely. And it was really awesome to see that it was positive feedback, uh, majority mm -hmm. positive feedback. And I, I mean, even if we did the music the way that the fusion scene does, I mean, maybe it would have been all positive. And I mean, you, ne you never make everybody 100 percent happy. you know. Sure. Yeah. So I'm glad that most of it was was positive because it just kind of enhances the experience, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we talked about our events. We talked about text effects. Um, we talked about the ballet class. So I think it'll be a good time to talk about like future fusion vision and goals and hopes that we want. And like I said, the reason why we're doing this podcast is because we want to increase the awareness of fusion and what fusion is and what it isn't and kind of talk about some of the negative connotation behind it. So some more people from other partner dances are able to come and come out and, and have fun with us, you know? Sure. Some of our, our meaning Charles and Vanessa's um, goals for fusion is like, we, we want to attract dancers who feel like they've plateaued in their genre. Um, and those, those dancers, like we want to encourage you and both validate you and say like, yeah, it kind of sucks to feel like you're at the top and not growing, but there's so much dancing to be had beyond that. Um, if you're willing to experiment and, and, and push beyond the box of your current dance genre, whether it's kizomba, bachata, swing, whatever, there is more and there's more on the outside mm -hmm. and it can be a little uncomfortable or even disorienting. Like you, Charles, as an international kizomba pro 
coming into a fusion side room at a West Coast swing event. Like, I think you knew, I think you took like one West Coast swing class ever or mm-hmm. something. And the majority of people there knew West Coast swing. Probably very few of them knew Kizomba. Right. Um, so there, there is a sort of, uh, uncertainty of how is this going to work? But it did as I was watching you, as I was watching you dance that night, you know, it took you a little time to acclimate and warm up to it too, because those first couple dances you had that I saw, like it was, it was Kizomba Charles and Bachata Charles. And by the end of, (laughs) and by the end of the night, like that was fusion Charles. Like yeah, you were, I was like going through the cards of like what I know for dance, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was like doing salsa, <laughs> then I was doing bachata, then I was doing kizomba, and then I just kind of like meshed it all together. So it was pretty fun to kind of go yeah. through that that metamorphosis, you know? Right. How did that feel for you? Like um, coming into a completely different genre, like being being like one of the top dogs and like a recognized face in Kizomba and then coming into this completely different genre. No one knows who you are except me. <laughs> like, and then just trying to make it work with a, a bunch of people who don't know you or Kizomba. Um, so uh, believe it or not, I actually seek out events where people don't know who I am <laughs> mm. at this point in the game. So you can kind of like let loose and like not be watched and not be on, quote unquote. So that was sure. relaxing um, or relieving, I should say, to like balance it out with like having to travel every weekend because I travel about 40 weekends a year. But um, I definitely it was definitely fun to like let loose and have fun and like shake my booty and like do body rolls and moonwalk and just like whatever I felt like dancing in that moment. Uh, my partners just kind of like caught on with me and kept dancing with me and smiling and stuff like that, you know? So it was definitely fun. It was definitely, um, a new experience and, and it definitely got me hooked. And then from there, I'm like, oh shit, this is fusion. Hey, Vanessa. And, <laughs> and then you like mentored me. Yeah. Like I will come up to you and ask you about all these questions and that led us into making text effects. So yeah. So yeah, I have to credit a lot of my my fusion. You're my fusion mama bear. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charles. So yeah, um, we definitely wanted. So you bringing me into fusion was just definitely bringing more uh, dancers from other dance backgrounds into fusion who feel like they've plateaued. Um, and one of the things that we had for text effects to help promote it was like come dance outside the box with us, you know, like yes, to kind of explore yeah. movement. Um, we want to encourage the increase of technicality of dancers and DJs, as you saw what we right. did in text effects to kind of bring that skill and the art of DJing and just kind of open it up across the board uh, for the music experience at the fusion event at, at text effects. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we want to increase the overall awareness of fusion, which is why we're doing this podcast. I'm using my platform to share that. And we also want more fusion events out there because I feel like me, yes. I feel like the, the future is fusion because I'm already seeing so many fusion <laughs> across so many partner dancing already. And like the music that we're dancing to is like there's so many different remixes of a song, you know, like Zook remix and Kizoma remix and the Bachata remix. And I'm like, but if we just dance to the original song together to whatever we can do, then it just kind of makes it that much more fun, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's it's the evolution of dance. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next five years or so as this starts to become these partner dancers start to become more blended, more dancers mm-hmm. get more uh, skilled in multiple partner dances and not just one. And then as fusion also continues to grow in popularity overall, you know, uh, it's, it's worth saying that there are already some sub genres of fusion that have names nowadays, like um, swoop swing and zook mm-hmm. is a popular fusion that is, that is developing. It's, own aesthetic 
and owning its aesthetic. And because of that, it has a name. Um, another one uh, is Cochrea, which is uh, pioneered by a guy named Ren Lafitte, who was recently in Dallas. Shout out to Ren. He's awesome. Um, and is also like a longtime fusion dancer as well. And over, over the years, he has cultivated his own um, flavor, his own distinction of uh, what we understand to be fusion um, and that he is now um, teaching and bringing to the world as Cochrea hmm. and that's um, and that is his and so like fusion is in many ways like kind of this amorphous hazy like umbrella blanket fog that envelops so many different things but through that there are um, uh, a coming together where like an aesthetic is becoming more of a thing and a name is coming about for that branch of fusion as well. And, and honestly, I think this is how partner dances form. Like as you like throw back to what you just said about uh, European and African influences and um, the colonial influences for sure, mm -hmm. but also just the cultural mixing back then it wasn't called fusion. I don't know what they called it, mm -hmm. but through it we have, you know, Cuban salsa and all the different dances that, um, we know and see today had to go through a melting and a, and a breaking down and a reforming and a forging and a refining process yeah, as sense. well. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, um, Fusion is like this podcast. The goal of the podcast was just to introduce the topic of fusion dancing. We can yeah. definitely go down a lot of different rabbit trails <laughs> of what fusion is and isn't and all that kind of stuff. Um, so but many. obviously, we don't want to have you on the podcast for so long. And I think we're getting close to the hour mark, which is perfect. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast and you are interested in uh, seeing what fusion is about, um, I know Vanessa has an event coming up in Dallas. So you want to talk about that event? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dallas Fusion Reaction um, is March 21st through 24th in Dallas, Texas. This will be the second time it's happening. Um, yeah. So socials Thursday through Sunday night, workshops Saturday and Sunday. We might even have some workshops on Friday. We'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um staff and dj have not yet been announced um but yeah march 21st through 24th in dallas texas and we'll be sure to link the facebook group that you have for that event yeah so people can check that out sure thing and then we can also put the facebook link for the facebook group for TexFX, which is going to happen next year in 2019 we're look, probably looking at the summer there's also other fusion events. Um, you can go to bluescal.com and you can find some fusion events there around the mm -hmm. world. Um, we're also going to link two Facebook groups. Uh, one of them is Fusion Talking Points. And what was the name of the other one with the playlist? Uh, fusion Playlist Hit or Miss. Yes. Um, so in that group, uh, DJs or fusion dancers will just share songs and ask for feedback about if they if other dancers and DJs in the group think the song would be good for a fusion social floor. So it's just a, a nice resource to um, kind of hear and expose yourself to what people are um, contemplating playing for their crowds or dancing for themselves. Exactly. And like I said, we're trying to promote fusion through this podcast. So those are probably the best resources for you. Uh, if you are in the U.S. and if you're abroad, then I'm pretty sure there's some fusion events out there as well. But um, we can definitely help you if you're interested in figure out where fusion is close to you. Let us know and maybe we can find somebody who knows if we don't know. Um, yep. But yeah, do you have any closing remarks, Vanessa? Oh, boy. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um Fusion is such a special dance. It is the dance in my heart and soul. Um, 
I'm glad you stuck around with us for this hour to listen to our thoughts. Uh, I would love to hear some of your thoughts as well. So please leave a comment if you have any uh, questions or ideas or your own experiences with fusion dance. Um, I would love to hear your stories as well. And I'd love to see you in Dallas coming up. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Vanessa. Thank the audience for listening once again. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for checking out the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast today. Be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today, as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your Kizomba journey.